of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Please be seated. Good morning. Uh, when you meet most Texans, you'll realize it. Do you know how? Oh, you help me out. No. How? Because I'll tell you. Uh, Texans tend to have a lot of pride in their state. Nearly as much pride as Virginians. Now, it's a complicated relationship. There are complaints about the heat. There are complaints about schools, whether it's this school or this one. In fairness, I went to this one, but these guys are fine too. <laughs> um, maybe it's the politics of some era, either present or long past. I'm from Texas. I think that you can probably tell that by now. Um, this week you might have heard a little bit about Texas in the news, even more than usual. You see the state has been frozen. Not a little frost either. I'm talking about the kind that's below zero, the kind that we never get, even really here in Virginia. I'm talking about the kind that's causing a lot of problems, power outages, and the kind that has water still out for many residents. Hospitals have had to move patients, even 400 at a time, even in a COVID pandemic, no less. It's been a big old mess. And our Grace family, I know several people that are tied to Texas, and many others that have persevered through trials a bit closer to the plains. Right about now is when you're wondering how freezing weather has anything to do with Lent and Jesus' baptism in a desert. Well, can I tell you a secret? I had written a whole other sermon. You see, I'm new at this, and it takes me a little while. So I start early. And then this big freeze happened, and I couldn't get the images out of my mind. See the idea of a frozen desert and temptation? It brings to mind circles of Dante's hell, the ninth circle, and I go back to English class, and I think that's worth exploring. The way I see it, the gospel that Weston just read, there are three different sections. The first section is where Jesus is coming up out of the baptism. The Holy Spirit comes down like a dove, and God's very voice says, I am well pleased. The second section is when Jesus is driven out by that same spirit, like a dove, which doesn't sound very dove-like, I would like to point out, and into the desert, and he's tempted. He hangs out with wild beasts, and angels wait upon him. The third section is when Jesus goes to Galilee to start his ministry. That's what we hear about for the rest of the gospel. It must have been quite a shocking experience for Jesus, being raised out of the very waters of baptism, to hear God's voice say, you are my son, beloved. With you, I am well pleased. After that most profound moment of unity, where the Father and the Son and the Spirit are all connected, to shift into this moment of being immediately driven out. The, uh, the writers of Mark's Gospel put this immediately in there, and then say wilderness. Now that's a whiplash that feels familiar to me. Uh, one moment you go from a deep connection to being incredibly isolated. Now I personally have not had the spirit of God descend on me like a dove yet. That might be next year in seminary, I'll let you know. Um, maybe, if it happens, I will, I will call you. 
Um, but I have had moments of deep connection. And then what feels like a second later, that connection is shattered. I'm sure it feels like we're all stuck in that second part of Mark's gospel in this reading. It feels like everyone I've spoken to this week, it seems to have aches in their bodies and weariness in their souls. The collect this week speaks of being assaulted by many temptations. In past years, I've read that as giving up on my Lenten practice. But this year, I read it as giving up on my desire on the, or giving up on the hope of getting out of the wilderness. It feels like it's never ending. Perhaps to give up on the idea that suffering will ever end. And yet the college goes on to say that God knows the weakness in each of us, which means that he knows the weakness in me and in you too. And that we might find God mighty to save. Suppose we look at that last section of what I'm calling section two. We see that Jesus is waited upon by angels. Well, that sounds pretty cool. I've never been waited upon by angels either. Again, this is, I think, year three. Um, I would be bold to say that when we are in the wilderness, we are not alone either. It might not be angels, but maybe it is. Maybe they're in disguise. I've heard of that before. In Lent, we are preparing for Easter take on practices that open us up to new spaces in our lives for our awareness of God's presence. I think they also open us to awareness of others' presence, too. In the last section, verses 14 and 15, we see Jesus is starting his ministry in Galilee. What I see here is that nothing is ever wasted, ever, not even the wilderness. God uses everything we've been through both the fantastic things and the bits that were a bit more challenging. You might not know yet that it was, it was going to, what it looks like to have a holy Lent. You might not have even known that it was Lent until you logged on this morning. That's okay. You are okay here. You are welcome, and we are glad you've come. I would invite you to let go of something with an intention to create more space in your life for Jesus and to create more space for others. Or perhaps to take up a new discipline, to develop a spiritual muscle in your life for the same purpose. This will be challenging. That's okay. Creating more space for others is hard. I'm not gonna lie to you, this isn't some kind of like trick. It's hard to care about other people. But the reward is profound. The reward is that we know we're not alone in the wilderness. The reward is that we know God is with us. Every day, Grace Church is opening, offering noonday prayer on Facebook. Please consider this your formal invitation. You are already invited, just to be clear. I see when I look out that there are lots of ways to support each other. When I look at Texas, I see that regardless of the ways that people disagree around politics or schools or even the weather, people are finding ways to hand out water and food, 
charge cell phones, call friends, make sure that people are safe. I see that here at Grace too. Whether it's the food pantry, the wood ministry, joining together with other churches, we are creating space for God and for other people. This is a time to practice that even more because we are preparing for Easter. It's going to be hard. That's okay. Finding ways to strengthen your local community is an excellent way to practice Lent. Finding ways to strengthen your own spiritual muscle is an excellent way to practice Lent. I pray that you will have a Holy Lent this season. I pray that I will too. No matter what you choose in the season of formation, let us not give up on God, let us not give up on ourselves, and let us not give up on each other. Let us pray. Let us have faith in God, confidence in others, and hope in ourselves. As we move through this time of wilderness, may we ever more be aware of God, God's presence in our own lives and in the lives of others. Amen. Amen.